what up, though? Make sure you tune in to the Detroit is Different After Dark Network to hear the retired hood rap morning show hosted by your girl, comedian T-Barb. You want to be informed? You want to get your laugh on? You want to get a little knowledge and a little education? Then make sure you tune in each and every Monday. We're live and every Thursday on all platforms right here on Detroit is Different After Dark. <laughs> I need my retired hood rats in the building. <laughs> okay, okay. What up, though? What up, though, everybody? And welcome to the Retired Hood Rat Podcast live <laughs> on your airways. It's your girl, comedian T Barb, in the building. We are live on Detroit is different after dark and also on my fan page, comedian T Barb. So make sure you tune in, you check in. We have an amazing, 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 amazing show for you today. We have special guests in the building, Renika Eccles. Thank you. Okay, filmmaker, <laughs> producer, I'm pretty sure casting director, a little bit of everything, filmmaker out of Detroit you made two of my faves deceitful passions and Cain and Abel thank you so we gonna get ready to get into an interview with Miss Eccles shortly if this is your first time tuning in to the Retired Hood Rap Podcast thank you so much make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to go like our YouTube page Comedian T-Barb and also like my fan page Comedian T-Barb we bring the hottest guests each and every week we always start our show with uh, the word of the day which is my opportunity to be the Ayala of the ghetto (laughs) and, uh, and, and inspire in my own little retired hood rat way and then we're gonna go into our hood rat prayer the prayer is not about any particular deity it's just about making sure that you open up the universe Monday is the beginning of the week Mm -hmm. really some people say Sunday Mm -hmm. but for a lot of people to get up and take their ass to work Monday is Monday (laughs) it's Monday Um, so we wanna make sure um, that we tap in with that so I have been noticing. Renika, feel free to uh, to chime in. We okay. got Renika Eccles in the building. <laughs> Chase Encounter Productions. So we yes, ma'am. That. Um, but I've noticed that there are so many obstacles in our way and people being one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. And um, I always talk about this. A lot of times when people have a big heart, they get ran over. And a lot of times we are afraid of loneliness. We mm-hmm. are afraid to stand alone. We are afraid to be individuals. We are afraid to be original or authentic because in today's world, everybody is chasing everybody. Everybody is doing what everybody else is doing. And then you looked at different and different is not good all the time. You know, there's something wrong with them. They different. What's wrong with him? A lot of people think when you don't like the same things that everybody else like, that is something wrong with you. Or if you're not doing the same thing, if you're not chasing the same thing, then you're like the eyeball. But it's not necessarily true. You're just doing you and staying true to yourself. You're doing you and staying true to yourself. And the craziest part is... The only people that make history are usually original. And what yep. I find so funny is at first, people will say, oh, what's she doing to act funny? And then next thing you know, they'll be doing exactly what, what you're, you're doing. doing. Yep. So stay true to that. Also, it is okay to let 
things go. It's okay to let businesses go that's not working out. It's okay to let people go that's not working out. I'm talking about family. I'm talking about friends. It's okay to let them go and reset and restart and recharge. Because sometimes you'll think you're winning with that person, but you really don't recognize that you're not winning until you're not even around that person. Mm -hmm. You Sometimes, have you ever had a person that you was around and you noticed when you left their presence that things start getting so much better for you? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we don't want to trust our intuition. I know I'm one of those people that's like, well, why would I think like that about them? They ain't did nothing. Well, if your intuition is talking to you, it's telling you something for a reason. And you also have to pay attention to how people make you feel about Absolutely. yourself when they're around you, you know, or the things that they say. If you're talking to somebody who's always negative and you notice you always feeling negative after talking to them or why they're talking to them, them putting that negative energy into your spirit. They don't ever have anything nice to say about what somebody has going on, what somebody's doing. They always find the bad side of things. So you have to watch that, too. When you're dealing with somebody like that, you got to let that go. You have to let that go and start to recognize that when you touched on something that is critical to this word of the day when people make you feel a certain way trust your intuition and guidance on that and and I always say this it doesn't mean that they're a bad person maybe they're bad for you I always say this oil and water are both amazing ingredients mm -hmm. oil does a lot for you keeps you moisturized <laughs> make the food taste good you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying when you're friends <laughs> Uh, water, uh, a lot of y'all need to drink more because mm -hmm. it's going to pee a little dark, but it ain't going to get in <laughs> I was going to say that, dark yellow. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is they're great ingredients, but they don't mix. Mm -hmm. They don't mix. So there are times when maybe you're a great person on this end, maybe they're a great person on that end, but it's something about y'all that don't mix. It's okay to back back from those relationships and take a break and say, you know what, I need what's best for me. Because personally, one thing about T-Barb, I don't like being around anybody who does not make me better. I can say that again. And, I, and I'm not saying in a specific way. You may motivate me to work out. You may motivate me to be on my grind a little more. You may motivate me to look better today. You may say, you know what, girl, you've been looking a little shabby. Get up and do this. You may say, you know what, I have an opportunity for you. You may inspire me by the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Some people want to be around a whole bunch of bumps. More power to you. But if you're not inspiring me, then I can't do it. These relationships out here with people just settling to settle. Now you fat. Now you back smoke cigarettes. Now you know everything that you wasn't doing when you mm -hmm. wasn't with them. Because every time we break up, especially women, we break up with somebody, we be the best person in the whole world. Yeah, you be the best, the best um you that you can be that hurt man it'll give you some type of drive you've never had before you would go back to college man you'll be in the gym you'll be cleaning up better you know what i'm saying putting on makeup putting on clothes all type of stuff you done painted your house yes you're a Cause he broke new up with furniture you. everything got your coochie tightened up at the doctor you did everything <laughs> you wearing better bras yes everything. yeah and the thing is why not be around people that make you feel like that without the hurt? That's mm -hmm. my thing. You know yeah. what I mean? We need to start taking that same energy of I'm hurt. So now I'm going to do better. Mm -hmm. And now and, and transferring that to the people in our lives and making them accountable for making sure that we are better. Yeah. Who wanna, I don't want to be with nobody and now I'm with him and I'm an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Maybe we go out and have some drinks, but I don't want to drink with you every day. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get around you. Now I'm eating bowl. I don't want
want to get around you now instead of waking up at 8, 9. I wake up at 11, 12. I used to get up at 6.30 and work out for 45 minutes. Now I get drunk every night and I mm-hmm. gain 14 pounds. That's not the type of association that I really want for myself mm-hmm. at this point. So the word of the day, trust your intuition. Don't mind leaving certain situations. Like, I done lost... I done lost. I done took a lot of L's. You know, I always have to talk about it. I done took a lot of L's. But sometimes you got to cut off your finger to save your hand. But they say every boss got to take a loss. You ain't a boss if you ain't took a loss. Mm-hmm. So that's the word of the day. And from adversity there, builds character, too. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. And we're going to get off. Because right now we have one of the top women in the Detroit film industry <laughs> in the building. Renika thank Echoes. you. Oh, thank you. And make sure you guys go check out Deceitful Passions on Tubi and on so can enable on Amazon Prime and Tubi. Okay, mm-hmm. so make sure. Shout out to everybody watching live on my fan, um, on my Facebook fan page, Donnie Hall. I'll be on his show coming up, the D Hall People Show. Mike <laughs> Dorsey, my sister Shayna Bania, my dog Big Dre. Make sure you check me out at the Punchline this Wednesday. Big Dre, it's my girl B Ward's big birthday bash, so we'll be in that thing. Also tonight, I know it's snowing. I know it's not, but I don't care. <laughs> Pull up to 90s Knowledge Cafe every Monday, 420 Friendly. We have a great time in there. Tonight, I'm doing some ghetto stuff. Probably going to let y'all have a blunt rolling contest. I don't know. Uh, who knows what pop off in 90s, but it's a beautiful place to be. Um, at night, we do our thing because it's a social club. But in the daytime, they have certified teachers there teaching the kids. Oh, so make sure up. that y'all come with through 90s tonight. And then tomorrow, I'm at Sloppy Craft. <laughs> So just keep up with me. Go to my website, tbarbizfunny.com. We're live on the Retire Hood Rap Podcast. Make sure you go over to YouTube. So if you're on my Facebook fan page, you need to go to YouTube, Comedian T-Barb, and go watch us on YouTube. Leave some comments, like, and all that, because we're going to be getting off here in a minute. We want y'all to go (laughs) over to YouTube and watch the rest of the show because <laughs> I have an amazing show. We got an amazing guest in the building. Hold on, let me, let me, I'm producing the show too, so let me see if I, my little sound effects work because I'm like, do your thing, girl. Okay, we got Renika Eccles in the building. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now you know, if you know this show, then you know we do the word of the day, then we kick it off to our retired hood rat prayer. Remember, it's not about what deity. It could be Jehovah, Allah, Hishnu, yourself, 5%, whatever. It's just more so about unlocking the universe. So you pray to the person of your choice. Bow your heads, but don't forget if you're driving. Like my co-op JJ be saying, do not bow your head. <laughs> Especially in Detroit, because we ain't got no insurance as it is. <laughs> you know, they be riding in a 2022 Tesla with no insurance in Detroit. <laughs> That's how we do it. Okay. All right. But here we go. All right, all right. Dear God, thank you so much for bringing us here safely. God, we just ask that you open each and every person's heart that is listening, that you touch every person that's a part of this show and people even beyond that show. Touch everyone in everyone's lives that's even listening to know that they are worthy, to know that their intuition is worth something, to know that they are somebody and that you can accomplish your dreams. God, I just ask that you place that thought in somebody's heart and somebody's mind, that not only you place that thought, but you place the actions in their body to get accomplished, that that you let 
them know that faith without works is dead. And if they believe in themselves and believe in the prayers, that it will come true. God, I just ask that you touch somebody's heart. Somebody's going through something right now. You just touch their heart. You hold on to them. You show them some love. Give them some extra love. Put a smile on their face. Let them know that it does get better. It gets greater later, God. And I'm just so thankful for everything. And I hope that you put all that gratitude in each and every person's heart so they can go on to to continue in their greatness and to be great and believe that they're great and love on each other, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You ain't know I was a pastor, Amen. though. Amen. You ain't even. That, that, You ready? Do your little dance. <laughs> Hey, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. Oh, 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 oh. I love Facebook. That's why y'all need to be on YouTube because y'all can't even hear the little sound effects that we got going on in the studio. It's fun. So, okay, so I'm ready to get off into this interview. We have the one, the only. If you're just tuning in, thank you so much. We are on the Retired Hood Rat Podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark Network. Every Thursday, all of the episodes load, so you can catch them on Spotify. You can catch it on Apple, Google Play, everything every Thursday. And if you want to catch us live every Monday. So we here live on Monday, just in case you want to live, you want to comment, you got something to say. But if you want to hear the playback of this interview and all the other interviews make sure you go like us on spotify and we knew you know we we back knew i've been on this but we back knew so we we getting it together and we have the beautiful the lovely the talented <laughs> renika thank echoes you. in the building so thank you for having me thank you for coming i have been watching like uh when she gonna have me on that show <laughs> She got me messed up. Oh, no, no. You know I could not wait. Um, I met you last year at the One More Flip Yeah. At that time, I was over at the street. Shout out to them. Um, I was over at that radio station, and um, we were doing some live interviews mm-hmm. on the red carpet. One More Flip was another one that I, I really yeah, enjoyed. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. One More Flip, too. One More, huh? I liked it, too. Oh, mm-hmm. One More Flip was mm-hmm. really good. I met you, and... I was like, wow, she's beautiful. Oh, thank you. She has great energy. <laughs> and she's a filmmaker. Thank I got to know her. So tell us a little bit, all the viewers, listeners, tell us, who is Renika Eccles? I am a mother. I am a wife. Um, I am a business owner. I'm a lover. I'm a fighter. I'm a little bit of everything. I'm a friend, you know, a God friend woman. I'm a little bit of everything. <laughs> Okay, so what what I love about your journey is you're a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple things in common. One thing is that we both left our jobs to pursue yes. our entertainment careers. Yeah, congratulations! Thank you, thank you so much. Nothing like uh, doing what you love mm-hmm. for a living, um, and. Also, bosses in this industry yeah. and being a woman in the industry. First off, tell them what you got going on. I know I told them, <laughs> but you tell them what you got going on, your movies, well, your credits. I am the creator and executive producer of Deceitful Passions, Cain and Abel. I also have another movie that's getting ready to come out early spring called A Family Divided. I have a talk show called Robert Renika on SDM Flicks. I am a partner in SDM Flicks uh, streaming network, which is new. If you don't have it, go check it out. Subscribe to it. Download the app. It's available on all um, 
Apple products, you know. So get it, support, show support and love. And I'm just out here doing whatever, you know, that's good and positive. Okay, okay. So, uh, Renika, <laughs> you used to work. Uh, tell us a little bit about your professional background. Yes, yeah, so I have been a CEO. Oh, which is a correction officer for the Michigan Department of Corrections for 17 years. Wow. Up until July the 6th of 2021. That was my last day when I walked away from it. Wow. And what made you take that leap of faith? Because a lot of times people always ask about that, about the transition from... You know, from working, mm -hmm. especially working 17 years, I was a social worker for 14 years. Okay. So, I, you know, I get it. I did 11 with the state, mm -hmm. uh, social work, APS, Children's Protective Services, and all that. Because I think you worked uh, with Amani and Marini at one point. Well, they worked across the street from okay. me. Yeah. But they, mm -hmm. it was only, you know, yeah. so many of y'all know they came from over there. Um Talk about that transition. What is that like? The preparation and mm -hmm. also finally being there. But what makes you, what made you feel like you were ready to leave your job and just completely go off into what you? Well, you to know do? what? A lot of people think I just did it abruptly, and that's not true. I had been going to work and I was starting to feel like that it wasn't enough for me anymore that I had more purpose I was meant to do more I didn't know what it was or what God wanted me to do but I just knew I wanted more I loved my job I had been there for so long um, I was comfortable with it it paid bills you know I had great benefits but at some point um, I just was like you know what this is not enough for me so yeah, it got to the point I was driving to work I would be driving to work with no music the whole time, just in constant prayer, like, okay, God, I want to find something else where I'm making money, where I sleep. I'm not working as hard. I don't have to take this long drive. I get to spend more time with my family and do all the things that I want to do. And me being a correction officer was not allowing me to do that. I was getting mandated damn near every day for 16 hours. You know, mm. I wasn't having time with my family if my husband wanted to go on a trip or do something I couldn't really go you know what I'm saying unless he let me know in advance and I had to put the time in and I just was tired of that and so as people say I guess I manifested it praying for it and um just doing the work, you know what I'm saying? Doing the work. I think because in today's world, people will see you quit your job. Mm -hmm. And I really like to bring light to that because I don't want anybody just to think that this is just a walk in the park. Because a lot of no, times people not. just see it yeah. and they like, oh, they quit their job or mm -hmm. she just balling <laughs> and not knowing that there you was know a what? process You know I actually had came up with a plan. I had made a plan like, okay, God, um... I'll just say this. When I put Deceitful Passions out and my royalty checks start rolling in and I was seeing what I was making, I was like, okay, you know, I can make this off of my movie and doing something that I love. You know, okay, now I got to save and put a certain amount of money up and make sure that these checks are going to continue to come in like this so that I can, you know, walk away from my job. I had the full support of my husband. He makes great money. You know, he was like, quit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got us, you know, but me being super independent, I was like, I ain't quitting my job, you know, on the word of a man because things change. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to make sure that I would be straight on my own. So after I saw that things were consistent for me and um, 
I started, I ain't gonna lie, I started calling in. I wasn't going to work like I was supposed to <laughs> you and say, all of that. <laughs> you say medical, medical. I know, I know. I was going gang. to work less and less to the point my husband's like, do you still work there? I'm like, yeah. I'm on a medical yeah. husband. <laughs> but listen, so you, so you said something I definitely want to, because everybody is getting into the streaming game, right? Mm-hmm. You a woman, you a filmmaker. I, and, and these are things that I'm learning as a filmmaker because you can get a credit as a producer. Then you can get a credit as a writer. Mm-hmm. Then you can get a credit. There are different credits you yeah. can get for different pay levels. Mm-hmm. So when you say streaming, not to get too much in your business. That's okay. Did you feel like that was lucrative? When you saw your streaming check, was you like, mm, okay, I like no, this check? I'm going or- to be real honest with you. So I'm not a popular person. I don't know a lot of people. I didn't grow up in the streets. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when I did Deceitful Passions, I didn't think, I'm going to be honest, that it was going to do as well as it did. I'm going to tell you what my prayer was to God. I was like, God, you know, I put a lot of money into this movie. Can you at least let me make $5,000 off of it? You know, when I get my first check and I just put it up and save it so I can start, you know, trying to get out of this job that I was not feeling complete in anymore. And girl, when I got that first... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you got that first check, okay? I was with my husband. We was out of town, and I was like, "Let me check my account because my money's supposed to hit today." <laughs> okay. I check my account. I was like, "God, you say what?" Listen, he outdone. He outdid himself. Ooh. He was like, "Baby, you asked for five, but I'm gonna make sure you get way more than that." I showed my husband. He was like, "Okay," and just nodded his head. He probably wasn't excited. I mean, you know, because he like, "I'm getting money all the way." But it first, probably was a double double yeah, at first. Like, know. I'm proud of her, but damn, now she finna be, you know, <laughs> so I just was excited. I was so happy, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, okay, this is this is what following my dreams could do for me. And it was a wrap after that. You was like, once you've seen it, you know what? Because people are always uh, curious, mm-hmm. even even myself, uh, curious about it. And I did some production work mm-hmm. uh, last year. You know, when you first get your feet wet, things could, you know, so I, I have some things. So we, we all want to know that because mm-hmm. we know that it costs money yeah. to fund movies. Yeah, it does. And as a woman in the industry... Tell me what all roles. Okay, we're talking with Renika Eccles, a <laughs> filmmaker for Deceitful Passions and Cain and Abel. Make sure you go stream that on Tubi and also Amazon Prime, all of her projects with that, and be on the lookout for her new movie and all of her projects coming out of you. I know we got a lot of Tubi lovers, so make sure you guys go check those projects out. Make sure yeah, that you go to YouTube. You. Comedian T Bar, Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Make sure you're tapping in um, with us. So, in the movie, what all roles? So let's talk deceitful passion. Okay, right? that was your first one. Yeah, my very first. Okay, one. you wrote deceitful passion. Well, I wrote it as a book. Okay, originally, and then someone broke it down into a screenplay for me. Okay, yeah. So it started as a screenplay. Once it was a screenplay for you, so you you served as writer, director. No, I didn't. Uh, BZ Jones directed it for okay, me. Okay, okay. Yeah, BZ Jones Shout directed it for me. And um, I just I helped out with locations. I paid for it. Uh, did the casting call with BZ and them. But um, when I did Cain and Abel, I did a lot more. You know, I'm the one, the wardrobe, scouting the locations, the production, 
um, casting call. Like, I do as much as I possibly can because it's my project. Mm -hmm. You know, the first one I didn't do as much because I was very new and I didn't know what I was doing. But Deceitful Passions taught me a lot about what I did not want done and what I did want to do for my next one. Let me ask you this, because you said BZ Jones, one of a uh, huge uh, filmmaker. Yeah, shout out Detroit. to BZ. Shout out to BZ. How did you even get linked as a new person that really wasn't in the industry? You really in corrections. Mm-hmm. How did you even make that link to get those professionals that could do that for you? So I was on Instagram and Facebook and I saw people, they kept posting about a red carpet premiere that uh, BZ was having um, for his movie he had done. And I was like, it was for around Sweetest Day or on Sweetest Day or something like that. And I was like, oh, I want to go to this. And I actually went solo. I grabbed me a ticket, went to the Star Theater and it was crowd it was so many people in there showing him love um him and his wife for their movie they had the red carpet the pictures everything and i was just looking like this is amazing because i had never saw it done before especially by my people you know right right um so i just was like oh i want to do this and i'm the type of person when i say i want to do something i want to challenge myself to something i'm gonna get it done so what i did was after the movie premiere i found his wife tori monet shout out to her on instagram i reached out to her and i was like look i was at your movie premiere i'm interested in doing making a movie and how would i go about it and i think she asked me you know did I have a script or something like that? I said, well, I have a book that I wrote. I would like to turn that into a movie. And she was like, okay, cool. We can meet up. We'll get the book. So I met up with them, gave them the book. And they was like, we're going to read it. Give us about a week. If we don't like it, you know, you ain't going to hear from us because we don't want to <laughs> put our name on nothing we now, don't like, you now, know. That's the, that's keeping it real. Yeah, I love it was that. Cool. I, I was like, that. okay, cool. <laughs> we're not putting our name on it. <laughs> Period. So about the, um, I think it was about the sixth day, I was like, dang, they must didn't like it. And then Tori reached out and told me that uh, they liked the book and they would be willing to help me. And so I went from there. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. that is, that's amazing, especially as an author myself. Yeah. I need to make sure you get a copy of my book, girl. You yeah. might help me. <laughs> Got a good little book. Make sure you go cop a retired, uh, tale, Faith Over Fear, Tales of Retirehood, right? That's yeah. what I booked that. So... You got into that. So then you get into the filmmaking process. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us how that goes as your first time. You don't have to tell us all the secrets. But I, I did my first production, a comedy production. We brought in 19 comedians all across the country. Um and I just remember the pressure. And you are hilarious, Thank by you. the way. Thank you. You girl. are hilarious. Thank you. It's people who don't think I'm funny. You so, know what? But say I'm not. We can't please everybody. Uh, no, everybody should be pleased. I'm keeping <laughs> real. You just hating on the. You just hating on the. I'm telling you, I don't care <laughs> what you your are cup funny. of tea is. I'm extra, and I know, I know, I'm funny. I just did my first audio album. And we actually filmed it as well. So we did my first audio album this weekend. That's great. 51 minutes straight. Oh, just going in. Going in. I definitely got to see it and So, like, I'm proud of myself. Mm -hmm. All new original material. So be on the lookout for that. But as your first time, how how was that stepping out? Was you nervous, girl? I was definitely nervous. I was stressed out. Um, (laughs) 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 Listen, I was making sacrifices, though. Like, I was working overtime. I wasn't getting my nails done. I wasn't getting my hair done. I wasn't doing anything. Anything that I felt like could go toward my movie, mm-hmm. you know, far as the cost, I was just sacrificing things for it. And that's a lot, lot, 
you know, that you have to do. A lot of times people don't understand that you got to make sacrifices to get what you want. And so that's what I was doing. But it was it was stressful, but it was amazing. But it felt good, too. You know what I'm saying? But it also showed me at that time that it was a lot of people that I was close to that didn't believe in me. And then there, it was a lot of people that I were not close to or, you know, strangers that was showing me love and support or people I didn't even have a strong connection with. Like if I posted something on Facebook, like I need a car for tomorrow, see, or something like people were reaching out to me like, oh, I got you. I get my car while I was bring it up there. And that was just so amazing to me, you know, to see mm-hmm. that people that I didn't even barely know or communicate with on a regular was supporting me. So it just showed me a lot and it taught me a a lot it most definitely did you know what though and this kind of like what we were talking about in the word of the day mm-hmm. those are the opportunities where you really start a good to network who messing with you mm-hmm. and who not because yeah. it don't take money always to support like you said I might not even need a nice car I might need a hoopty for yeah. this scene I mm-hmm. might need somebody anybody kitchen so when you start to see that and you start to see who bags off of you as you're getting successful yes. you be like damn mm-hmm. and it is crazy a lot of times strangers will you know why though with the people you know because they know you and mm-hmm. it's like we was at the same level mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to for people to watch you And that's crazy because I don't get that because I don't feel like that. Like when I'm seeing people doing their thing, it really motivates me and I be proud and I be happy. And I'm like, okay, sis, do your thing. I got next. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times I learn something from it. I take things away from it. You know what I'm saying? Watching other women do their thing. It might even be just the way you dress when you go on interviews. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I got to wear a blazer next time. You know what I'm saying? Or... Your makeup or your hair or just how you speak, you know what I'm saying? Just different things. I love it. I don't I don't feel jealous. So I don't get that when people say like, so somebody jealous of you for what? Do you know? I've I've had a great life, but I still done been through some things. I still gotta pay bills like you gotta pay bills. Listen, what I've come to find out, and and this has been probably one of the hardest things for me. And I'm only saying this because I understand exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You got to shake that off and you got to come to terms with reality. Mm-hmm. That's something. I, I'm one of the people that I will lie to myself and not come to terms with reality. But the reality of the situation is, I'm, let me tell you something. Film probably, comedy is extremely competitive and film is probably more competitive oh, than yeah, that. Baby, Even when I didn't is. step in to be an extra, people ready to step on my foot and tell everything. <laughs> in a couple of movies <laughs> I got told on I'm here back, like what I didn't even you know mm-hmm. I didn't even do nothing you know and so I was like whoa this is like people looking like oh is she coming in she gonna take my role whatever Um, so you get that so often but to make a movie so fast mm-hmm. that's so successful Thank you, you gotta know it and and not even just successful I don't like you say your numbers but in watching it mm-hmm. I would not have thought this is her first movie Thank you. It, it's not what I, what I was thinking people. like oh it was, it was her first movie I was like yo this is good and then I had <laughs> Danny you. shout out to my girl Danny Rewind she just opened for me on my audio album she was calling me like yo in the, every little part like that one part like oh why you ain't tell me that one part alright let me call you back click oh, you know what I'm saying and, then, and to see Alfonso settle shout out to him we had him a couple weeks yeah, ago shout out to I went Alfonso. to high school with him mm-hmm. to see him I was like yo yeah know, he He's, he's just taking off. Alfonso was in everything, got his hands in a little bit of everything right now. So shout out to him and his success and what he's doing. 
Okay, so you went through the casting call process, mm-hmm. all of that. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like that you were treated any differently at any time as a woman in the industry? Did you run into any obstacles as far as other professionals and colleagues? I don't know if it if it's because I'm a woman or if it's because I'm new. You know what I'm wow. saying? Um, there was a couple of times I felt like decisions that I, I were making was not being respected. And so I felt like... You know, by me being so new, do I say something? Which is, hell yeah, you say something, it's your money, you the boss, you spending your money, you paying, you know what I'm saying, you cutting the checks. But in the same time, you don't want to seem like you are being, um, you know, bossy or, you know what I'm saying, or or B-I-T-C-H, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like how, and see, this is another conflict that black women go through that I, people, I think people don't understand, is because when you get around... White people, mm-hmm. now sometimes you go through that same thing. And I know you know as a corrections officer, now it's like the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. And then now yep. when you get around any men, when a lot of times we're just giving regular complaints. Mm-hmm. So when Karen come in the grocery store, yep. and shout out to all my Karen friends. I got plenty of Karen <laughs> friends. Sometimes I be calling them like, Amber, I need you on their ass. She's like, no problem, Barb. So I keep me a couple Caucasians in my back pocket for sure. I'm calling Amber. You know who you is, girl. You always get us gift cards at the restaurant. But, um, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. I have to, I had to explain to my white friends, listen, when y'all spaz out, it's normal. That's okay. That's deemed as, oh, they had a problem. They just didn't give them their sour cream. Yeah. She smacked them. You know, that's okay. If I say, hey, can I get another napkin? Here you go. Mm-hmm. Here go. We're aggressive. Mm-hmm. They put Rude, that. They loud. put that stigma on us. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. How is it being a boss, especially in a male dominated mm-hmm. and you're married. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that plays <laughs> a little role. How is it married in the industry? Tell us some of them <clears throat> challenges, girl. We want to know. Well, um, I will say this. A lot of times I try to be quiet and fall back. Like if you work with me and you on my cast and crew, I try to be quiet and fall back. If, if I'm seeing something I don't like, you know, I might bring it to Kamal, he's always with me, working with me on my projects. That's I'm speaking my because you had Kamal Smith. Yeah. You got to tell us about how you linked with him on that, too. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about that, too. But, you know, I might go to the Kamal and he may handle it for me. But after a while, if I see you keep doing something, I don't like it. Then I say something. But my delivery is what I'm learning to work on. Because by the time <laughs> I say something to you about something I don't like, it's on a whole nother level. And he come on, always be like, Meek, you can't, you know, you can't be like that. You gotta be. <laughs> you know, but it works for me because everybody that I've worked with, you know, they always be like, I you love working work with you. You sweet, you know, and this and that. If they saying something different behind my back, that's on them. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. And far as um, being married, like I get a lot of men, they message me and they may say, you know, ask me about movie stuff and work and things like And then they'll come back like, are you single? Are you married? Can you go? And I told my husband, I'm going to start letting him respond to these messages and let them know if I'm married or not. Well, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, you're a beautiful woman. So Thank can't you. you blame them? I mean, well, it's not like so if you say you have a husband, they come back. Yeah, but some don't of them do. Some, no, no, no. Some of them do. Honest, hardworking man just want a good woman. That's all. <laughs> he ain't no. Some of them do though. I could be like, yeah, I'm married. You know what I'm saying? They be like, well, you know, you looking for this? I'm, like, I'm married. I just told you that. I don't know what the other married women do or what y'all got going on. But if I told you, no, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes I just feel like. Um, 
men don't respect you when you're a woman in business for for whatever reason. You know what right. I'm saying? So that's why I'd be like, I'm going to let my husband, like, if you could read some of the messages or some of the things that they say to me, you know, to keep me from going off, that's why I'd be like, oh, I'll just let my husband respond. But I haven't. Okay. Yet, okay. You, know. you know what I'm saying? We know you got the big guns coming through. But then I also understand sometimes why they do slap. Like you said, I'm attract- attractive to them or whatever. But then I don't always post my husband either. I'm not one of them put him on all my social media all the time. You know, so you don't know if I'm single or married. And that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, but once you tell them, because you know how Detroit dudes is too. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm a lot of men just can be very aggressive. But I'm going to say this. Here we go. I'm sick of y'all. Because how come all the married women get all the men still chasing them? What about me? What about me? Because look, <laughs> let me tell you why. And it, it, I think it goes both ways. They like married women because they don't have to commit to you. It's a good fun time. Probably some great sex on the side. You know, um, some good fun laughing. He, he, ha, ha. Go back home. Now your men got to deal with you and your problems, your emotional things you're going through or whatever you feeling I don't just like you know some women who like being a mistress they'll stay in a heartbeat I don't have to deal with him and his attitude and everything going through when he hook up with me we going out of town we eating good we laughing it's great sex we having a good time and then I'll send him back home to be your headache because he ain't no way he cheating and doing all of that so you know well, I, I mean, I you know, I, I can I can see that. That's some see that. that's some people thought process. You know I mean, I never thought about it like that, but yeah. I, I will say it do seem like all the married ones they got everybody. <laughs> you you married to your mate, then you got three. You got side your work chick, husband, your work husband. <laughs> you got the the nigga at Coney Island to give you extra chili cheese sauce when mm-hmm. you pull up because he like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here go my single ass. I'm paying full price for weed and everything. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> you real single. I'm paying full price. A gram for ten dollars. Oh Nigga won't give me an extra, an extra crumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like help. I mean, give me some extra. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm tired. I'm about to start wearing a little ring on my finger, like I'm married. Man, it'll That's work. how I'm gonna give me a little man. It'll work. Is that how I'm gonna give me a little man? <laughs> yeah, I gotta put a little ring on the and act like. The first thing they gonna say is, "Are you married? Are you happy?" <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm married and I'm not happy. Shit, help me. I, I need somebody. It's been a long time. I was saying, I had sex for so long. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just, I think I'm a, you know, usually it'd be the man stick it in and go, oh, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. You're going to be done. That's it. One pump. <laughs> <laughs> One pump. Um, okay, so we are live on the Retire Hood Red Podcast. Make sure y'all go over to the YouTube Comedian T-Barb. Click subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. Make sure you follow Renika Echoes as well. Keep up with us. Don't forget we're live each and every Monday, but every Thursday you can catch the episodes live on Spotify, Apple, and Google Play. So if you missed this interview, which you should not have then you can always replay it each and every Thursday. Detroit is different after dark. Retired hood rap podcast. And make sure you follow me on the gram and on Facebook and on everything. And that you're watching Deceitful Passions and Cain and Abel on Tubi. So how long did it take you to shoot Deceitful Passions? Um, I don't even remember. I think... I, I do not remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do not remember. It was um maybe a few weeks or something okay. like that. Yeah. Well, but I don't remember the exact amount of days. I am so proud of you. Make Thank sure you, you guys go check that out. It is based on a true story. Nope. 
Don't say well, that. Well, not bait. I'm going to go to jail. Okay, okay we going to go to jail. <laughs> Where did you get the influence for Deceitful Passions? As you were writing no. the book, which later became the screenplay, Big yeah. Kid on Tubi, one of the number one movies on Tubi. Go check it out. It is extremely good. Thank um, you. Where did you get the inspiration to go so, that Because if y'all watch it, it's like It's <laughs> Lifetime meets Tyler Perry meets Joy Roll uh, meets Color Purple. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. The um, movie itself is not based on a true story, but the hurt that Brittany, the wife, was going through was... That came from me. That was my own hurt and experience and what I was going through at the time in my relationship. And um, I expressed things well on paper. And so it was some of the things that I wanted to show, like, you know, men cheat and they do different things. And it's such a small world. Everybody in Detroit knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. So if you got a sneaky link and you think don't nobody know because y'all ain't telling nobody. Well, you know, she told her best friend. Yeah, you know, she told her best friend. You probably told one homeboy like, man, I'm hitting that. And then that best friend gonna tell somebody tell somebody so that's kind of just where it came from you know you be doing things thinking you ain't hurting nobody because you having a good time and you doing what you do but everybody knows somebody so somebody knows your business it's embarrassing and I just wanted to show a connection of what could happen you know what I'm saying when you out here doing what you doing you know you don't want to be in a committed relationship just be single do you be yes, single. Be single. You know what, though? I think that that is so hard for people mm-hmm. um, to do. And I think that sometimes, sometimes you'll be with somebody that don't even want to be with you. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to see you with anybody else. else yeah, because you they know, know you a good person. They know you, you a good, good person. You got some good that. loving. They like, okay, you know, they don't want nobody else to feel that. But at the same time, they don't want to be to themselves. Mm-hmm. And what I find in today's world is that we don't have any patience. Mm-hmm. The, I think by us being a microwave age of convenience. Yes. You like back in the day your mama had might have had to put it in the oven and then mm-hmm. now we pop it in a microwave. We don't have to wait to hear the song we want to hear. We can fast forward. Back in the day, you at least had to rewind and wait a couple seconds. Now mm-hmm. it's like, oops, go back, go back. It's instantaneous mm-hmm. that we have no patience with each other. Mm-hmm. And our, we, it's a sensory overload almost. Like, you may be with this person and she bad and fine, but if you're a visual person, mm-hmm. oh, she bad and fine too. Same thing with these with these penises out here. <laughs> <laughs> you be looking like, that one good, but this one better. Like, <laughs> I quit, I quit, I quit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so it's it's just it's just different and it's a great movie I want you guys to go check that out Deceitful Passions on um, Tubi it is really good thank um, you really really good I want y'all to check that out yeah it? my it's, first baby my first baby so moving on mm-hmm. so you went straight out of your first baby and was mm-hmm. like look I'm I'm in this to win yep. this. Yeah. And you went into Cain and Abel. Was mm-hmm. that also a book adapted or? So Cain and Abel was something that I was writing um, actually years ago, too, right after I finished Deceitful Passions. It was originally called My Brother's Keeper, and it was um, a lot more gory and detailed in some of the things that take place in the movie. But when I decided to change it to Cain and Abel, I knew that I could not put those things in a movie. I, because for me writing it, it made me uncomfortable. I'm going to just be honest. So I was like... 
the movie, mm-hmm. and, and not to cut you off, so because I I recently watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is one of those movies where you're in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, oh, this is a good movie. You're in the movie. It's like. I got emotional. Oh, a lot of people were saying that to me. A lot of people are messaging me, and they they said somebody told me it triggered them. Um, it triggered them, I guess, about some childhood things that they had went through. You know what I'm saying, and things like that. I didn't expect. Um, I just didn't expect this from people. Are mad at me the way that it ended. The things that's going on. The like ending I, was. The ending people was. People are messaging me like, I love that movie, but you know what? That dirty, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm just so happy that people are supporting it. Uh, most of the people who message me, almost all of them, they love it. Then you got a lot of people that hate it, you know. Well, that, that's a good, any good movie is. evokes emotion. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they, that's why they say good publicity, bad publicity. Yeah, because. It really doesn't matter, but I but I'm not gonna lie. It definitely was um, emotional. Oh. If you love those uh, dramas, if you love, you know, you had hood, you had drama, <laughs> you had, you know, but he you was know sad, what's crazy he was mad. to me? I I don't know. I'm like. It didn't make me emotional, but I guess because I'm the creator of it, I'm the, you know what I'm saying. It made me emotional when I was writing it as a book, and I was some of the things I was putting in there. Then, but when I did the movie and didn't include all of that, you know what I'm saying? Listen, it was like it was. It, I don't know. It was just a lot of layers. I said, "Move over, Tyler Perry." It was a lot of <laughs> layers, you know. I cried, you know. It was like the cousin. I ain't gonna give it yeah. away too much, but the cousin <laughs> made me mad. Like you was real pissed at. The cousin, because you knew the husband had just said something, mm-hmm. you felt super sad right yeah. then. You know, at one point you was mad at her, like she's stupid. Yeah. Why she, you know, you how you stupid, you don't even know him. You know, yeah. it was all of that. <laughs> then it went from that to girl, you better just, you know, yeah. to that. To, yeah. It was just so many yeah. different things. And just to even watch her go from no, I ain't doing that to some of the things she mm-hmm. did just for the simplest thing. Yeah, but you know, it's a lot of people are gonna be like, I would never. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. You, you don't, don't know what you would do. do until you get into a situation and you have to do what you have to do. You, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. And, and and you do always get that. I would never. I would never. But that's one thing about a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a movie that brings you there is, is a good movie. So, well, um, thank you. Cain and Abel, so what was your inspiration for that? Do you have twins? Like, what is that? Because the, the movie is based <laughs> no, on some you twin know brothers. What? You know what? No, I don't have twins. Um, Just when I was writing that, that was just something back in the day that popped in my mind. There's no realness, you know, from that. It was just something that popped in my mind that I was writing back then. I have so much that I've I've wrote over the years that I could pull from and turn into movies. I mean, I have a lot. You know what I'm saying? So some of it um, is based off my emotions. It could be based off of what some of my friends have gone through or different things like that. But Cain and Abel, no. And the twins part, it was just something God put on my heart. I was like, I want twins. And uh, when I told Kamal, <laughs> he was like, Neek, you sure you want twins? That's going to be hard. Uh, let's do I'm No. He tried his best. I, no, I was very adamant. And uh, then I end up going on Instagram, Facebook, looking for twins. And I came across the twins that I used in a movie. Um, shout out to the Farah twins. 
I came across them, and then somebody else recommended them again. So I reached out to them, and they was like, yeah, we'll do it. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, okay. But it was amazing because they did their rehearsals um, over the phone, like FaceTime or something with Kamal, and then they flew down here the day before we started filming. Wow. Yeah, and they did good. They did great. So Kamal Smith was your director? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, shout out to Kamal Smith, uh, big playwright, big uh, director. Kamal is a little bit of everything he is an actor he's a screenplay uh, writer he's a, a director he'll produce he can sing he can crack jokes he's a comedian Kamal is a one-man show mm. a one, he's a, a businessman for real yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I've heard a lot about him. So, of course, yeah. you know, the radio and all those things. So, I see him making big moves. So, you brought mm-hmm. out all the big guns <laughs> uh, for your first one <laughs> and second one. So, Cain and Abel, um, you left us on a cliffhanger yes, with that movie. I did. So, that means we got a sequel coming? Yes, it does. Okay. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> That's definitely the plan. Okay. And so, like you were saying, with the streaming checks, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to say, you must was happy again. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the one for Cain and Abel yet. <laughs> I haven't seen it for Cain and Abel yet. I'm actually still having a good time off Deceitful Passions. Okay. So, make sure you guys <laughs> keep streaming Deceitful Passions on Tubi. Um, go watch Cain and Abel on Tubi, on Amazon Prime. Yeah. You know, just go check those movies out. Both of them... Um, very good movies. So, Renika, Renika Echoes, <laughs> where do you see yourself going as far as in your film career and in the industry? Um, as far as God will allow me to go. You know what I'm saying? I have so many more ideas. I want to direct. I want to continue to uh, produce, write, just everything, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to do everything that God puts on my heart when it comes to film and whatever else he puts on my heart. And so you you left that job. Mm-hmm. So, since you've left the job, mm-hmm. do you see yourself ever going back to work for someone else? No. <laughs> Let me tell you why, though. Like, I don't have... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with working a job, you know, because I've done it for most of my life. But once I walked away and saw the freedom that it allowed me mm. to have, just, you know, being with my family, moving how I want to move, doing what I want to do and stuff like that. I was like, this is it. This is where I want to stay. But I do miss... um that Blue Cross Blue Shield. Now I got to pay for my own benefits <laughs> on my pocket. That's the only thing I don't like. But, uh, um, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm not against it, and I wouldn't tell nobody else to be against it. You got to get it how you live until you can do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. Definitely. And and like you said, it's a lot of sacrifice that mm-hmm. comes in that you may not be able to live that lifestyle. But the difference is, and don't be wrong, Everybody is not designed to quit their job and be a boss. So I hate that people kind of push that off on people. Like everybody is not Mm -hmm. designed. Somebody has to work there. Sometimes we need assistance. We need our families Mm -hmm. to help us build and be a part of it Mm -hmm. rather than separate and do their own thing, at least until we get to a, a certain space. So that's not always the case. And that job that you're working 
you know, it's great because it can help you build what you're trying to build outside of the job. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you have a product that you want to sell, take that job, work overtime, get the money, invest in your own stuff and your and own your product and build. Work. Yeah, what? This built-in customer. Let me Period. tell you something about... A job about, is built-in customers. Um, And I just want to shout out MDOC too, um, my coworkers. They have watched whether they were watching to support watching to hate watching whatever they man when I did Deceitful Passions they showed up and showed out to my movie premiere I mean people who I that retired that I hadn't seen in years came out to support me so shout out to Michigan Department of Corrections my co-workers the ones who love me the ones who hate me the ones who don't care nothing about me thank you for supporting just all the way around I really appreciate it and they still support it now so the job is built in people don't understand that and they don't take advantage of that even if you're not going to be an entrepreneur per se that because some people like for instance I have a hot dog cart delicious dogs I did that. Is it open today? No. August, did you see that blizzard outside? That's all right. I ain't I'm ate. hungry too, but I'm, but I'm about to go home and eat me some junk food right after, right after I eat my little piece of edible. I'm going straight home until 90s tonight. Don't forget, don't forget, if you're in the metro Detroit area, make sure you come check me out tonight at 90s Knowledge Cafe each and every Monday comedy night. We start the show promptly at 9.30. Doors open at um, 8. Tonight, we have Fago Red and we also have Doc. I love funny as hell. Spanky Hayes stopping through the building tonight. So I'm going to make sure that y'all are there each and every Monday. Don't forget Monday Night Comedy. Come see T-Bar. I have somebody different each and every week. It's a fun time. Mm-hmm. We have a great time. Shout out to Mama 90. 71 Oakman. Meet me there every Monday night. And this week I have a busy schedule. So make sure you go check out my website. T-Bar. That's what's up. Booked and busy. Booked and busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I stay booked <laughs> and busy. It hasn't always been that way. But you, you keep... You just keep grinding. Keep going. And now I'm telling you, because I'm going to be an actress. Nah, I'm telling you, somebody been put me in something. I am so good. Watch this. Okay, so give me a role. Because are we live with Renika Eccles. Okay, I'm going to give you a role. Here we go. I'm talking about right now. <laughs> filmmaker, Deceitful Passions, <laughs> and also uh, Kane and Abel. New movies coming out. New shit dropping. Ain't shit stopping. Okay, so since we, so here we go. Okay. If we were at a casting call, mm-hmm. here we go. You know T-Barb got to get silly with it. <laughs> Okay, this is this here we go. The new segment I just made up right now called If We. Okay. <laughs> if we are at a casting call, mm-hmm. okay, and you giving me a role, mm-hmm. give me a role, and I'm a and you gotta tell me what to do and we gonna see. We're gonna let the people see if I did a good job. Okay, the role is you are a mother okay. and your son has just came out to you that he's gay now. You don't have an issue with it, but you know his father is going to lose his mind, and he wants to know how to take it to his dad because he's tired of hiding. He wants to be who he really is, and he's hurting inside. How do you give him the talk? What talk would you give him to go and talk to his father about what he's going through? First off, let me say this: you a real filmmaker. <laughs> first off, let me first let me let me not even negate that part. First, let me say that that was a real... I, I wasn't expecting that. I, I thought you were going to like, be on the Ferris wheel and say we, but here we go. I got to challenge okay, you. Okay, you challenged me. So mm-hmm. the role is I'm a mother. Mm-hmm. And my son has come out that he's gay to me. I'm okay with it, but I know his father's going to disown him. It's going to be a big problem. Mm-hmm. And I need to pep talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> son. <sighs> 
Now, you know, this is hard. But even though I accept your decision, oh, it's going to take me a minute. It's going to take me a minute. You my only son. I thought I was going to have grandbabies. You know I love you. I would never turn my back on you. But this is... Shit, this is rough. I don't, I don't even know what to say. But your father, we can't say anything. I'm sorry. Not for right now. Give me some time to process it. I think you probably should take you a little trip and get the fuck out of my face for a minute. Because I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little funny before I choke your ass up. <laughs> so, but we can't tell We can't tell anybody. Let's keep this between us. I love you, but I need some time. I, I, I really need some fucking time. This is fucked up. And cut. <laughs> Look at my silly ass. I still, hold on. Hold on. Somebody say shout out to Takara, my girl. She going to be a nice guy. She said, okay, T-Bird. <laughs> oh, no, I got to go watch that back. That's going to be a part of my little reel. <laughs> I didn't know. That was yeah. me being bring a mind. You know, my silly. Okay, okay, but some okay, people might okay. be like, you know, another way. <laughs> I had to think like if it was really my son, how would I say this? That's probably because I'm ignorant. But thank you. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I love when you're giving great direction. Mm -hmm. A lot of people out here just making movies and don't understand giving that direction for that character mm -hmm. is so important. So if a person wanted to go out, they want to make a film. Mm -hmm. What are three pieces of advice that you can give that person that would make their journey that much more easier. Okay. I definitely would tell them to utilize their resources. And by that, I mean, um, use as many of your own cars that you can, your own home, your own clothing, different things like that to help you save on a budget. Because a lot of people just don't have that type of money to go out and make a movie. So you want to, um, utilize your resources. Um, I think, a good network, having a great network is always good. You got to network with people who are in the industry who don't mind helping you. And I want to shout out Kamal because he has been my go-to since I started. He's taught me so much. And he never has an issue. Act like he doesn't want to teach me anything. I call him a thousand times and he answers. If he don't, he call me back. He's taught me a lot. So, you know, a good network. And then um, just staying true to who you are. Don't because you see other people are doing things that work for them and it may make them successful and you feel like yours is coming slower than theirs, that's all right. Y'all going in two different directions, so you got to stay true to yourself, true to your projects, true to the stories that you want to tell and true to what you want to do. And that's like the best advice I can give. I mean, I can give a lot more, but that's the best advice that I would want to give somebody. I think that that is amazing advice. Thank you. Um, and... A lot of times people need that. It's a lot of people that want to do things. They need to put in a little more work. And it's a lot of people that need to do things that are ready, mm -hmm. but they just need that bagging. They need that encouragement. They need that, um, just that pushing. So, uh, Renika, they want to keep up with you. How can everybody follow you, support you? 
Well, you can find me on Facebook at Renika McQueen. You can find me on um, Instagram. My personal page is underscore hey, underscore queen, hey queen. I have a Chasing Kind of Productions page. It's my business page on there as well. And then I have a page for my Cain and Abel movie uh, and a family divided. But if you want to see what I got going on when I'm having a casting call and stuff like that, I'm always posting it on my Hey Queen page and my Chasing Kind of Production page. Because I'm coming to a little cast. Come on, I'm come telling on, come you, on. I, I really do want to. And that. I'm not going to give you no part to be funny. I'm, I'm, you I want what? you to step outside your, yeah, I can, your comfort I can. zone. I was a CPS worker. I mean, mm-hmm. I can go into it. I'm just always goofy on yeah. here. But I really, I would love to act in so many. I think, because people be thinking I'm running from the feds. They tell me, you change your look so much. <laughs> like, girl, you running from somebody. I'm like, no, I just, that's me. I'm coming into my character And I love a fresh face. I love a fresh face. Like having new people in my movies, I really like that. Not to say that I won't work with people who've already worked on projects. I will, but I just like giving people a chance, an opportunity. And I love the fact that when you watch my movie, you're like, oh, I ain't seen them before. I haven't seen them before. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Listen, whoever break me gonna break it. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not lying. I am for real. I am for real. I am telling you all. I'm telling you. I'm in it to win it. So I appreciate that. And Women in the industry, make sure that you check out the Retire Hood Rat podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Play Store, also YouTube, Comedian T. Barb. Make sure you go subscribe. It's free. It's only one click. Make sure that you comment. Shout out to Mama Nandi in the building. Shout out to Takara in the building. Shayna Boehner, everybody who tapped in. My boy Big Dre. We got comments on uh, YouTube. We got comments on Facebook. So we really, really, really appreciate it. Mama Nandi, this is the creator of Deceitful Passions and Cain and Abel. So she is, she has, she um, <laughs> Mama Nandi been watching the movies. Come oh, check us out tonight. Nandi's Knowledge Cafe each and every Monday. Be in the building. Showtime, 9 o'clock. I'm saying 9 o'clock because y'all black. A lot yeah. of y'all. <laughs> so if I say 9.30, you're going to come at 10. So yeah. come at 9.71 Oakman. We know it's snowing, but we got the hottest food, the hottest entertainment. It's going to warm you right up. They so can wear sure their minks and they furs. They show. Okay. And listen, <laughs> shout out to my auntie Chartel who showed up with a mink coat. I don't know who coat this is <laughs> but it's mine now <laughs> she showed up last week thank you so much for tuning in i appreciate y'all so much any uh, final words that you have Renika? and I, it was a pleasure having oh, you on the thank show you. i am so thankful thank to get you, you for having me i really appreciate because i really was watching like oh she got them on there them <laughs> I, I, <laughs> i'm just waiting on my invite where and it's gonna I, and be I hit smoke you. <laughs> i was like you know what i gotta get her on here because i'm supposed thank to do a premiere with a lot of things i left one station came over here but you thank are Welcome any, any time. Come on out to the show. Y'all check me out. T-Barb is funny. Oh, Mama Nandi says she love her movies. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, okay. And Mama Nandi said tonight at the 11 o'clock, the price going up. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Instructions from the boss. I love you guys so much. Make sure you follow Detroit is different as well as Detroit is different after dark. Like I said, shout out to everybody who came out and saw me this weekend at the Independent Comedy Club. My new audio album is coming out. You never know. You might see that thing somewhere else, too. So just stay tuned. <laughs> it was amazing. Shout out to Johanna Madranda, who actually was on the cover of our Detroit Magazine September issue, which I was featured in. And Danny Redwine out of Grand Rapids, who did 
an amazing job. When I say these women rock that shit, they always women this 51 fucking minutes straight myself. So we have over an hour amazing material. Make sure you check that out. Check me out. Support us. Mm-hmm. Support Renika. And thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank Y'all can tell my favorite me. little sound effects, can't you? I love it all. I love it all. <laughs> Because <laughs> I am engineering the show today. I'll see you guys <laughs> next Monday for another episode of Retire Hood Rap Podcast. Somebody else coming through. Make sure you follow us. We love you, love you, love you so much. And guess what? As soon as I can find the button, I'm out, bitch. <laughs> I had to find the button. I can't end it. I ain't even clicked the end button. They still watching. <laughs> You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. What up, though? Make sure you tune in on all platforms. DetroitIsDifferent.net. You can look at us live on YouTube at Comedian T. Barb and also live on my fan page on Facebook, Comedian T. Barb. Tune in.